Welcome back to the Friday Form Panel with Jason Bonington and Dan Malecki. Hello and welcome back to the Friday Form Panel. We've got the news coming. We'll try and get through at least two races here, but I... There's a lot to unpack, and you always be Mickey Vicbred Super Series final for the classic age fillies. I think this is, in fact, I think the two three-year-old filly divisions are the two races of the night. I'd love to get your opinion on that in a moment, Dan, but it is, this is fantastic. You've got Sweet Bella, who is unbeaten and is the Nutrient final winner. Sahara Breeze is the APG Gold Bullion winner drawn the pole. You've got Joyful, who is the defending Vic Bread Super Series champion. Soho Seraphine mm. and Perfect in Pink, both Group 1 place getters. And VMG McRae, who uh, I wish I'd tweeted earlier in the week. I feel very unfair. It was $151, and I thought it was the best $151 chance I've seen in the history of harness racing. So this is a banger, isn't it? Oh, it is. Absolutely it is. And you can, you can make a case... For a lot of really good horses. I think I saw Perfect in Pink at $81. At $7, it won a potter, but at 81 I wouldn't mind having a saver on it, you know. So it just shows that there's a bit of depth here, and it's a challenging race to work out. Um, the obvious one was Sahara Breeze because she's got that good gait. Uh, last week, I think Nathan Jack had to go when he had a tiring horse in front of her and probably had to go 100 metres earlier than he would have liked, and as a result was run down late but from barrier one a she's got the gates b b um chris alford has the option of handing up to what he would uh, be considering to be the right horse whether it's sweet bella or not but either way sahara breeze will be the horse to beat so i mean i thought she'd be the horse to beat last week and she went terrific as she had all prep so soho seraphine i thought was excellent sitting parked making that move and sticking to her task really well behind uh, sweet bella last week uh, Joyful, like the way Joyful got back with a cold to run and just that sharp turn of foot highlighted what a good uh, filly she is. And when she doesn't have to be caught without cover, um, she's got a, that turn of foot that puts her in the race regardless of what barrier draw she's going to end up from. Um, maybe Soho Seraphine and or Joyful will make moves to go and sit park, but one of them's going to benefit from a 1-1 cover and that one is going to be a very good winning chance. Um, I can't believe I haven't found a top three spot for Sweet Bella because she's just hasn't done a thing wrong and she may well lead the race. But um, I look, they're my top four, one, nine, eleven, and four. Yet I can still make cases for others that are at huge odds. Um, with Relation J, with a different driving tactic, could improve. Perfect and Pink coming off the speed. Um, VMG McRae would need a lot of speed on, but it can also be uh, a case could be made for. And even Paradise Valley, from a place perspective, the way that she hit the line last week, um, I think it's a ripper race, as you say. My tips are one, nine, eleven, and four. Well, you talk about it. Yeah, I mean that that almost. Um well, extrapolates the point, doesn't it? I mean, Paradise Valley, not not only in the semi-final, but the heat was outstanding. And you're looking at it going, well, how do you even run a place? $101.13 for a horse affiliate that's going that well. So, um, quick question before I get into my analysis. Do you give Alicia and Jay, if they press the button, any chance of crossing Sahara Breeze at the start? Uh, well... No, I think Sahara Breeze is quick enough, but I think it's more that uh, what Chris has to identify is whether uh, he thought Elysian J would, would, would hold the lead because Sahara it won't, Breeze... It, it, won't, uh, it won't, though, will it, Dan? I, I, think, I think that's... Yeah. That, there's, too, there's too much of a chance that won't happen, isn't there? 
Yeah, probably. And the other aspect of Elysian J, I think, in front last time, even though there was a little bit of pressure, was well and truly beaten. So you might look at taking a different tactic. That tactic might have been to lead and then then uh, take a trail. So the first 50 metres is critical. But remembering that Delightful Tammy is the emergency, if it doesn't get a run, it's going to be much harder for Elysian J yeah. right next door to Sahara Breeze to cross. No doubt about it. Um, so I'm, I'm going to give the three potential scenarios in my mind. I think Sahara Breeze will lead. Whether she leads, well, okay, scenario number two, which is very unlikely, is Alicia and Jay leading, in which case I, I believe Alicia and Jay would hand up to Sweet Bella and the race changes complexion. But I think that's a low percentage possibility, as we've outlined. The, the other two are Sahara Breeze holds Alicia and Jay and then gets the kind of run that will obviously exponentially enhance her chances of leading all the way. Then the third scenario is the one that I'm focusing on, even though I've tipped Sahara Breeze on top, that Alicia and Jay has a crack. That already in the first few hundred metres softens up Sahara Breeze. Then Sweet Bella goes forward, is forced to park, and starts to really lay down the law. Then Joyful at some point, if Joyful doesn't come around and give Sweet Bella cover in the breeze, which I think is unlikely, she has to take off three wide, no cover. If VMG McRae is three wide and one back, I'm going to... I, I, wrote, I wrote this for the, um, for the game plan tomorrow in the Herald Sun spread. If you are near me and VMG McRae is three wide and one back, just give me a little bit of space. Just, 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 just sort of, just a little bit of silence and a little bit of space because I'll, I'll need to really be in the zone. Um, I've gone with Sahara Breeze on top. I've thrown VMG McRae, who was 151 and 16 in for second. I can just, I know you, you dream about races sometimes, and um, I can just see that scenario uh, taking place. Joyful in for third. I've always thought that Joyful would be a better horse off the speed. Just seems to lose concentration sometimes uh, in front, and I, we saw that last weekend. And Sweet Bella in for four, so one, 13, 11, and four. We move on to try and get, we will get one more race out before we head for the news and find out what's happening in the world. Petrarca, it's a pretty amazing situation. This hasn't been the theme of the meeting, but you've got two heat winners, and two heat winners who were dominant in um, disparate ways, Petrarca and Techies watching. I literally can't see them... Unless Petrarca somehow gets crossed at the start, which I don't think will happen, I think this is a great exotic race down because Petrarca should lead, then cop minimal pressure, in my opinion. Techie's watching behind the leader. They really should one, run one too. But there was something pretty devastating. I, I can't imagine what it was like calling it because the, what Petrarca did, that, that push-button speed was, was pretty breathtaking last weekend, wasn't it? Oh, look, he, he was a jet. And look, the only thing that's not on his CV is one of the big ones, the group ones. Yep. Um, uh, it's where he's um, met his Waterloo in previous, uh, yep. on previous occasions. But what we saw last week, gee, he didn't just remind us he's a real good horse. He, he's extra special. The turn of foot was elite. Uh, and from barrier number one, I suspect he'll do it again. Uh, the real Sherlock probably has to make it a, an ex, extreme staying test. Um, and he was excellent considering how hard he worked last week, mm. uh, but is going to probably not not have to work as hard, but is still going to be exposed. Petrarca might be too quick. So how do they take the speed out of Petrarca? That part would be interesting. Um, mm. But uh, look, Petrarca for mine, one. Um, from the real Sherlock, I think he's very good. Eight techies watching and, uh, and also uh, the four, which is perfect class. So one, six, eight and four.
As we go to the news, I'm going one eight four and nine, but I'll tell you, I'll, I'll just I'll just give a little bit of a insight into my thoughts here. So if Petrarca does lead, even if there is some pressure, if he's able to hold them and then and then turn and burn again. Uh, peg domination could really ensue here. I thought Roadmaster was a good chance of running a, an excellent race last weekend. He finished third and he added huge value to exotics. Well, he's an even better chance here, in my opinion. So he drops three poles, doesn't he, Dan? And then you've got, if Petrarca is in front, Techie's watching behind the leader, Roadmaster, three back the poles. I'm just looking at $8 a place and it, well, you can do it, to, you can do it one of two ways. You can either play your exotics with Roadmaster to run third or just have a little crack at the $8 a drum because, I mean, that scenario, it kind of makes sense, I reckon. Well, even with that uh, thought um, process, Tardelli, if it was four back to pegs at 150 to one or whatever it yeah. is a place, it might be another one to consider as well from the place perspective. One, eight, four and nine for me. We'll go for a break. We'll come back. We'll try and get through a, uh, a triple, a triumph or a trio in the uh, in the next segment, including the two-year-old Phillies final, the four-year-old Entires and Geldings final. And also, we'll talk about a Moray Vita. Because I know Dan will want to. Back soon. <laughs> 